Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and we are back at it. Listen, Jets training camp has got going, as we know, as of right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Zach Wilson's still not signed. We're going to talk about that tonight. we got a lot to discuss, a lot to cover. We're going to be talking about players that, you know, could have some pressure on them in this training camp. Some guys, you know, may not make it. There could be some guys, you know, on the wheel <laughs> could be up out of here. I want to talk about guys that could surprise as well. Um, an overall feeling about the team. You see C.J. Mosley, he's looking phenomenal. Carl Lawson looks phenomenal. Just just so much, so much to talk about here. But, again, this is all highlighted by, you know, Zach Wilson at this point not being signed. So, listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth to folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show. I am fired up. I'm fired up, people. All right? Listen, also, I'm on iTunes as well, at The Long Beach Joe Show. You can check me on there. Please subscribe to your boy's iTunes, man. I love, you know, hearing from people, especially in my, uh, my feedback and my, uh, my comments as well. Please go on there. Give me a rating, man. Give me a, give me a five-star rating. Let me know what you think about the show. I definitely go through the ratings and read a lot of them. Salutes to everybody, you know, that drops those ratings. Really, really appreciate you folks, man. Really, really do. Uh, so let me know how you folks feel about the show. I'm also on Blog Talk Radio as well. I live stream while I do my Blog Talk Radio. So on Blog Talk Radio, it's Long Beach Joe the Long Beach Joe show on there. So you can go there and, you know, follow me on blog talk radio on as well. And as well, like I just said, I, I live stream while I do my show. So you can catch that on Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets is the live YouTube stream. And uh, we have fun. You know, we, we, like I said, I live stream, do the show live. So you can check in, you can kick it with all my savages in the chat. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's just getting after it. We go back and forth along with me going back and forth to college as well. But we also play games from time to time, too. You know what I'm saying? So we play a lot of stuff, Street Fighter, all kinds of things. We have a lot of fun. So come join us. Subscribe to that channel, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Again, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe to that channel and I'll turn on your notifications. You know what I'm saying? And so when everything's going, you'll be in the know. YouTube will send you that notification. So listen, we're about to get into it, folks. We're getting into it. And there's so much to discuss. Huh. <laughs> Zach Wilson still unsigned. The Jets have had quite a bit of time to uh, get this done, and they have not been able to get it done. Now we're going into camp. Camp has started. You know, guys are reporting. Everything's working well. He's the only player that has yet to report, which is insane. Um, so we're all worried about how this situation is going to pan out and play out, and uh, we'll talk about that tonight as well. But before I get into that, everyone knows that I am a Jets fan from California, and I bleed green, okay? I bleed green, all right? I love this football team. Love it, all right? And let me tell you something. I also love when I'm able to meet other fans as well out here or from around the world that talk to me about their love for the New York Jets as well. Because there's a lot of fans that are not from the New York area, not from the Jersey area, 
or, you know, they are and they're traveling all around, they're able to connect all across the place with other Jets fans. And it's always beautiful to hear those stories about how people became fans and what they do and how they hang out with their fan clubs because there's so many Jets fan clubs from around the world. So tonight we're going to speak with my guy, Mateen Kimmett, from the San Francisco Jets fan club, West Coast, West Coast, West Coast, all right? You know how it is out here. West Coast is the West Coast. <laughs> so we're going to talk about, we're going to talk to Mateen Kimmett tonight. We're going to bring him on, and we're going to talk about, you know, how he feels about the Jets and everything that they're doing up in San Francisco with the San Francisco Jets Club. So, Mateen, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. I can hear you. It's, it's, good, to, it's good to hear you're doing well, man. Uh, you know, I love talking to you. We've, we've met before and had a great time sitting down watching games, man. Can you tell me what made you become a Jets fan? Like, what made you become a fan of this team? Oh, man. Oh, that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm first, uh, so I have, to, I have a little bit of bone to pick. I mean, you know, I, I, I represent both coasts. So I'm originally a New Yorker. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I, I got to give you some West Coast love. Of course, in my, in my group, my boys up in San Fran and Oakland need. is really my second home. But, you know, the mm-hmm. West Coast, I, I don't know if I can sit by with that one. But anyway. Now, come on, Mateen. <laughs> come on. Now. Listen, it ain't where you're from. It's where you're at. You know what I'm saying? Where That's you at right, right now? That's All right. right. All right, then. All you know right. what I'm saying? You living your so, life. <laughs> so so I, I bring that up because um, when you say, hey, what made, made you become a, a Jet fan? I mean, you know, I, I grew up in, in the Bronx and um, – my dad, uh, you know, took, you know, it's Mets and Jets. That's how it goes. And being in the Bronx is really difficult yep. to be a, a, quote, a Mets fan in Yankee land. So, um, so it just connected because we would go to Shea for the Mets, and then he took us to, to, to Shea for the Jets game. That's the first Jets game I ever saw. The first game, first real live football I ever saw. I think it was uh, – Joe Namath, and it was like a, a preseason game against the Packers. And from that point on, you know, it, it was done, man. I, I, was, I was hooked. Wow, what a story. Yeah, listen, there are so many people that, that tell some of the same kind of stories that you just told about going to those games, seeing it, and you're hooked. There's a lot of people, and, I, you know, we've talked, about, talked to so many people. I know a lot of Jets fans that say, hey, listen, I grew up in a house. My mother and father said, listen, we wear green, and so will you. You don't have a choice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I wear this green jersey, and you're going to wear it too. And that's the end of the story, you know? And a lot of people just come into the situation like that, and there's some people that fell in love with the team, you know, watching from afar, and they just say, hey, you know what? I like the Jets. I think I want to follow them. Or they, they picked up and had a favorite player. You know, some people were really drawn to Wayne Corbett and his story, and that just made them fall in love with the New York Jets. So it's great to hear, you know, your story and how you became a fan. Now, listen. How does your fan club become about, dude? Like, and where do you people hang out? Can you let them know about that? Yeah, well, you know, this this fan club is uh, is 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 kind of kind of contentious, man. And you know, it's a, it's some surly dudes up in there. Um, their 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 bar is uh, is the rec bar, the rec room up in uh, San Fran, on California. And on Facebook, the Facebook page is New York Jets fans in San Francisco. Um, mainly, uh, my, our main man is, uh, Dean Barbella. 
Um, he kind of, you know, is our, our chief administrator throughout all, all Jets land uh, up in the Bay. Um, there's uh, <laughs> the, the theme song and the victory song is Total Eclipse of the Heart. I, I, I don't even know what to say about that, but uh, I just had to, had to let, <laughs> let the world know that that's how, how we rock out, uh, you know, for the Jets. Um, and, and this, I, I've got to say, this is uh, sort of, uh, you know, per, per, per Danny said, our, our mascot is, uh, is a guy named George Howell. He's a 60-year-old uh, uh, swimmer who goes to Alcatraz every, every day when he gets out of bed and uh, does 100 push-ups, swims after Alcatraz, and when he's not uh, cheering the Jets, he's a boxer, piano man, and exotic, erotic ball promoter. How about that? So, mm. you know, um, and, you know, he's, he packs a mean punch. He's built like a leprechaun, and he's a, he's a cool dude. One other thing I got to say is that um, our, our bartender um, is uh, is a guy who's who's pretty important, and and he he lost his brother, and um, God, I'm I'm trying to think of his name now. I'm I'm oh my God, I can't think of the guy's name. I'm drawing a blank here. Um, Scotty, the the. Uh, the bar the, the bartender's name is Evan and and his brother Scotty recently passed so I want to give a big shout out to uh, to Evan and his fair family uh, you know because we all we all bleed green right so yeah definitely yeah. want to give a shout out absolutely to uh, to, 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 to 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 the folks and um, you know there's a pretty nice size following uh, in the bay on, on both sides and, you know I I've been a part of a couple of groups um, in fact me and you met um, yeah. not with um, this particular group, uh, the mm-hmm. uh, Jet fans, we met in Oakland. Yes, and sir. We used to, uh, there was a place uh, called the called, called called the Bear, and then everybody left mm-hmm. the Bear and went to another spot up a little further further on Grand Avenue. And me and you mm-hmm. would uh, sit in there and uh, and scream. And I was with the Pacman boys and and Yoni Fine and and that crew. So I want to give them a shout out too. So. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Good, listen. Good, good to see you and and hear from you and you know just give you 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 are corralling the entirety of Jetland. I love that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Listen, and, and like you said, you know, I, I got friends up there in the Bay and uh, have, went up there and had a good time. And yeah, we used to have so much fun. Um, and it was just I, I just I was so delighted to be surrounded by other Jets fans like myself, you know, even though, again, I've hung out with the SF club, I've, you know, been around there and met other Jets fans to be, be able to sit down there with you folks and just have so much fun talking about the team, watching the team live, reacting, you know, to everything that was going on. Cause I think that was the season where we kind of had a really up and down season that year. It was, it was so much yeah. fun. Now listen, Mateen, I got to ask you as well, because uh, a lot of people don't know, you know, up there in the Bay, there's a lot of crazy, rabid fans. When the Raiders were there, they were crazy. You know, <laughs> let me tell you something, 49ers fans are crazy. Can you tell us what it's like being a Jet fan in that area, man? How does it feel when you go out and wear your green? Do you get hassled at all? <laughs> well, of course, man. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's Raider country, man. It's Raider Nation, dude. Mm-hmm. So Raider Nation, man, is insane. I've been in yep. the black hole with a Revis white jersey on in a sea of blackness, dude. I've oh. been there. 
it is it is no joke. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I was, man, I saw them take out a Denver fan on a stretcher. <laughs> man. So, man. I mean, yeah, they don't play, man. You know, the Raiders are, you know, sad to see them. I, I, I really can't give them no respect going to Vegas. I mean, come on, you know, to, to leave, 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 leave the day like that. That was that, I just, the Vegas Raiders. Come on, who could actually say that, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, going back to when uh, Howard Cosell was like the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. You know, that's that's just that's it, it has to stay there. So they are they're pretty you know rabid. Forty um, nine of fans are wine and cheese. You know, they're they're they they have a, a an entire different vibe. Um, they don't yeah. scare nobody. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, they <laughs> what they have though is they they just bust out with the rings and the legacy talk. You know, but mm-hmm. I I have never been wolfed down by a well by anybody, but certainly by a Forty Nine er fan. Like, we're not having that, you know. So, um, yeah. and then they've even moved to Santa Santa Clara. So come on, you know, come on. Yeah, yeah. Look, so, yeah, I'm telling you, Raiders fans. <laughs> yeah, Raiders fans are crazy, man. They're they're completely out of their minds. I have friends that are Raiders fans, and they're. They're pretty crazy too, you know, and they just, they'll let you know. They see me in my green, they be trying to talk they mess, and I say, well, you know, you guys haven't done anything else, you know, anything uh, crazy credible in a while as well. So pipe down, you know what I'm saying? We're changing and we're turning the corner, and that's where I want to get with you as well. Uh, I want to get away from the fan club, talk with you for a little bit, and I want to talk to you just a little bit about the team. And so my final question for you here is, man, what are your thoughts about Zach Wilson? Was this the guy that you wanted to be a New York Jets quarterback? How do you feel about us taking him in the draft? Well, um, there's a guy in in our group um, who uh, who we we have been uh, fighting since 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 the draft because uh, uh, mm-hmm. I was a a Darnold um, aficionado. I, I I felt bad for the dude. I, I think he I think he had talent. I think he got a raw deal, and I always root for the underdog. And so, you know, I think he given what we could have done. Um, you know, could have been kind of put a little cherry on top, but I also got to say I'm warming up to uh, Zach. I'm warming up to I, you know I un- understand the mathematics. You know, it's it's about the contract. It's about starting all over. Um, you know, there's a lot of pluses, and I think he can do some things. It seems like that um, are pretty unique. So. Um, you know, Darnold had some stuff too, but you still have a wild card there. You don't know if he can shake off, you know, the horror of the last three years. So I get it. They they had to make that that move. So I have to, you know, I, he's he's it's done. So I got to just let it go. But um, you know, I'm really hoping that uh, you know that Zach is is the dude who we think he is, which is basically Aaron Rodgers. That's that's what they're saying he is. So I want to see that. Doesn't have to become that right away, but I want to see a nice, you know, trajectory. Not any stupid picks, and I want to see that arm strength and mobility. I'm a little scared though, cause he looks a little small to me. You know, I don't know if he can if he can take the take take a licking. You know, I mean, it's the NFL. Yeah. He, he, but we got that big line now, so maybe he doesn't have to get hit. Huh? How about that? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely true. 
Listen, Mateen, it's been you know. phenomenal to speak with you. Again, I want to thank you, you know, for coming on and sharing everything, you know, about your 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 fandom with this football team and your love and everything that you folks do with the with the uh, with the fan club out there in San Francisco. Before I let you go, man, can you please let all the listeners know where they can, you know, get in touch with everyone in, in the San Francisco Jets fan club and where you folks meet? Okay, again, uh, they, we all meet at the rec room on, on California in San Fran. And um, the Facebook page, let me, hold on, let me give, give, give you the address, actually. It's uh, 1390 California Street, um, mm. 94109. And the, uh, the Facebook page is to jump on. People are, you know, it's, it's the Jets, so it's, it's rowdy, but... You know, no nobody is going to jump through the, the screen and bite you. So you know, we, we welcome. <laughs> if you wear green, we welcome. Um, yeah. New York Jet fans in San Francisco on Facebook. So yeah. come on out and you know, give us a give us a ping. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, Mateen, I want to again thank you for coming on. You have yourself a good night, my friend. Absolutely, man. J E T S, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, salute. I want to thank my team for coming on tonight and spreading his love for the New York Jets on the show. Yeah. And again, everyone, please, if you're in the San Francisco area and you are looking for a Jets fan club to get involved with, those guys in SF, if you just go on Facebook, search, you know, San Francisco Jets fan club, those guys are doing a lot. I mean, they, they really connect and get involved with each other. And they, like, like, you know, like he said, and I've met a bunch of them, you know, rather, you know, be whatever spot we're going to to watch games. And we just have a lot of fun. And they have a lot of fun up there and do a lot of great things. So, again, I want to thank Mateen for coming on tonight and talking to us about what they're doing up there in SF with the fan club. So, now we're going to change things over, you know what I'm saying? Because now we got to talk about training camp. Now we got a lot of things to discuss and cover. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. The lines are open. You know, so listen, first off, salute to my guy, 808s and Crab Cakes. Salute. Because he came with the big, 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 big donation. Big donation. 808s and Crab Cakes says, training camp is finally here. NFL is so close, can't wait for our week two matchup. Man, you know, listen, I think week two we're taking a, if he's talking about during the season, I think week two is the New England Patriots. Yeah, we're going to see what happens there. That's going to be crazy. The week one matchup uh, with the Carolina Panthers, let me tell you something. If you don't think people are going to be talking about Sam Darnold and you know, depending on how well or bad he does against us, that's going to be a crazy matchup. And there's just so much to cover. But, again, I want to thank 808 and Crab Cake for the donation. Salutes to him. So, listen, we're going to get into it. I'm going to discuss this, man. Zach Wilson at this point, I mean, unless he signs this second, he is unsigned. Okay? He is not signed. He is not in a facility. He is the only Jets player that did not report to training camp. Now, listen here. All right? We talked about this constantly coming into, you know, training camp. We talked about this the last couple of weeks. Well, when is Zach going to sign? What is going on here? When are we going to see that deal inked? You know, and everybody was just like, oh, you know, don't worry. It'll get done. You know, we had confidence. Everybody was excited, but you know, they were just saying, hey, you know, we'll see how things happen. There were some Jets fans that were upset that the deal didn't get done a week ago or two weeks ago, and they were saying, hey, listen, 
If this lingers on, I fear that he will not sign before training camp and we'll be stuck. We'll be in a situation where we're looking around going, okay, well, what's going to happen now? Well, lo and behold, he has not signed. Here's the problem. The, the New York Jets, Joe Douglas, Zach Wilson, they have three months to figure this out. Three months. They've had more than enough time to figure out, you know, what's going on here. And now, according to reports, the issue the issues with the contract and why it's not being signed are coming because of deferred payments and offset language. Listen, we have gone to a system in the NFL so that these issues with contract negotiations and drafting players and trying to figure out what to pay them, the reason why they went to the system is so that those issues would be alleviated, okay? This is not the 1980 you know, NFL draft where – you got players coming in that want $100 million, and you got to figure out whether you're going to give. No, they're all slotted to make a certain amount. It is extremely important that this kid gets in the camp. And I'm looking at Joe Douglas, and I'm saying to myself, listen, you're a great general manager. You've done some very solid things. I know that there are some Jets fans that may not feel that way, <laughs> but I do. I feel like he's a very solid general manager. Whatever it is, dude, can you guys just meet in the middle and get this kid into camp? Can we get going? You look at all the momentum that the New York Jets have going for themselves right now. Uh, Carl Lawson looks phenomenal. I know you guys have seen him. This dude is jacked. He's ready to go. He's talking, hey, I want to get a sack every single rush. You know, he's looking like he's going. This is a big-time free agent that we brought in the building. We're all excited about. He's ready to go. C.J. Mosley is back out there. We saw him report as well. Wow. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You look at him. Dude, he's like 230. He's, uh, this is, I, I think he said this is like the, the, the leanest he's been. You know, he looks like he's going to be coming out there. He's ready to prove people wrong. He's got a chip on his shoulder. All the rest of these guys, Makai Becton, looks like he's slimmed down. He's ready to go. He was already in solid shape. Here's a guy coming out again to really put his next step forward, next foot forward and take the next step as offensive lineman to have that Pro Bowl year, right, or have that all-pro year that we all believe that he should get and have that Pro Bowl year that he got robbed out of last season. He's ready to go. All this stuff going on, the atmosphere is electric around this football team, and we can't get our damn quarterback in the building. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Come on. You got to get this deal done. You got to. I do not want to see this continue to linger on and have this kid miss day after day after day of camp. And I know some people are going, well, why, Joe? Why do you care? If he misses a couple days camp, we'll figure it out. We'll get it done, whatever. Listen, we all know that, you know, the NFLPA and the NFL, the way that camps and practices are structured now are completely different than they have been in the past. The amount of time that coaches and players can spend with each other is different now, okay? Not just because of the the new uh, negotiation that was worked out, you know, in the past. It's also because now protocols have come out because uh, we all know what's going on in the world right now. YouTube be tripping, okay? We all know why we're, you know, wearing certain things on our faces to protect ourselves, okay, and using hand sanitizer, right? Okay, wash your hands. YouTube be tripping if you can, if you get what I'm saying here, all right? We all know why that's going on. There have been protocols that have come out about that as well. So that limits time as well that you can spend out there on the field. 
building chemistry with your wide receivers, building chemistry with your tight ends, building chemistry along your offensive line, all these things, okay? All that time is now limited on top of the fact that this kid is a rookie, okay, and they need to come in and learn the speed of the game and figure out all of those things on top of the fact that he's learning a brand-new offense, as everyone is here, right? So you need to be there to understand the nuances. Every nook, cranny of every call, you need to be able to understand. And the more time that he misses out there, the more time that he's going to be away, the less time that he's going to have to get things. I am hoping that this gets worked out and does not continue to drag on throughout camp because if it continues to drag on, again, the less time, right, that means the more time he's going to be working into the season trying to figure things out. And we cannot have that. We can't have that, all right? So I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what's going on here, okay, whatever offset language or Whatever's going on, just figure it out and sign this kid. Meet in the middle somewhere, do whatever you got to do, but do not let this linger on into camp and have this kid continue to miss time. And if it's from Zach Wilson's side, listen, Zach Wilson, we've seen it in the past where some young players will turn around and go, listen, agent, I understand you got a job you need to do, but I'm a player and I got a job I need to do as well. Okay, so guess what? I'm going to pass on what you're talking about. And I'm going to, you know, we're going to figure it out, sign the contract, do whatever you got to do, sign the contract because I'm ready to go and play. We've seen young players tell their agents that before. That may be something that Zach Wilson needs to look into. But, again, we've got to get this figured out. We cannot allow this to continue to linger and go on and have this kid miss time, more time and more time and more time. We cannot have that. So that was my spiel with Zach Wilson. Again, moving on to other things, brighter things. I think it's also extremely important that we come out of this camp healthy. It's extremely important, man. Extremely important that we find some way to keep ourselves out of a situation where we end up with a big injury to a player or, you know, we have guys missing time going into the season. We must stay away from that, okay? I'm just hoping that we all come out healthy. We all got things going on, all right? And we're all excited about this football team. Let's make sure that we get out of this training camp healthy and get, you know what I'm saying, into the season and really wreck shop like we all hope that, you know, the New York Jets can. So, again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. The lines are open. When you call into my show, you know, please be patient. We're going to get to everybody. Do not call into my show cursing, all right, because I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking faster than we got Adam Gaze out of here. Get your ass out of here. Oh, God, man. Y'all can't tell you how happy I am that that guy is not the head coach of the New York Jets any longer. I am so glad that we have Robert Sulla and Joe Douglas in the building and the Jets are headed in a different direction. All right, so we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number to the show. Call in. Also, salute to the savages in the chat. I call my chat the savages. Why? Because they are savage, all right? Savage. 
listen, they are savages. They will get after you, okay? If they don't like your take, even, you know, again, nobody's safe out here. Not even me. <laughs> Not even me. If they don't like your take, they're going to let you know about it, my friend, and they will let you have it, all right? So salute all the savages in the chat. I will come to you. Also, as well, if you'd like to donate, please hit the super chat if you can. Whatever you give is greatly appreciated. If you don't want to hit the super chat, my cash app is at the bottom of the screen. You can donate through that as well because I know some people that be like, Joe, I don't want to deal with the super chat. Just switch your cash app. It's down there, man. So, again, anything that you give to the show is greatly appreciated. And, again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in, all right? We're about to get to these lines, man, because, man, I got a lot to talk about tonight. This this situation is frustrating with Zach Wilson. So, first guy I'm going to go to, I think it's my guy, Steve, man. I'm going to go to Steve. Steve comes on. He knows his jet stuff. He's going to talk his talk. Steve, listen, man, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. How are you feeling tonight? Feeling great, Joe. How are you? I'm feeling all right, man. I'm feeling all right. You know, I'm just trying to deal with the situation. Hey, Joe, I understand Mm -hmm. how you were were so happy when we got Adam Gaze out of here fast, faster than he could Uh, in coaching offense, okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got so anyway, got so so anyway, so the thing is, I wanted to just get to the to the Zach Wilson thing uh, really quickly. Now, listen, I am a little bit bummed out that yes, that Zach Wilson hasn't signed this contract. Listen, I was hoping that it would it would get done before training camp, but I kind of had the feeling that it wasn't going to happen. Cause, I mean, this was the same situation we were in a few years ago when Darnold didn't sign his contract right away, too. The thing is, though, yeah. I'm not really too worried about it. About it. I, the thing is, is that, listen, I understand that Zach isn't going to get the time. Getting, He's probably not going to make it to the first practice tomorrow. It's probably not going to happen. But the thing is, is that when I look at this situation, you know, listen, there, there's obviously something that's going on. But the thing is, like, the Jets fans should not panic at all. Listen, he is going to sign Why his not? contract eventually. He's going to okay. sign his contract eventually. Listen, Jets fans should not panic at all, okay? Yes, I understand Let's, it's frustrating that he hasn't – it is frustrating that he hasn't signed yet. Hold on a second, hold on, hold on a second though, Steve. Hold on a second, Steve. And listen, I hear you. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of – I'm not saying that, that Jets fans should be going crazy. I'm not saying panicking. But you got to see that, hey, listen, we understand he'll sign it at some time, but what if he misses, let's say, two, three weeks of, of camp? Then what? Because then I, 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 then I, would, I would start saying, to get worried. Saying, yeah, but, I mean, we should be worried now because, again, with the, with the amount of time, with the lack of with – the, with the amount of – little amount of time, excuse me, that players have now to really go out there on the field, work together on the field, right – and build that chemistry, it's lacking now. A lot of people are going into the season. Look, they're, they're cutting games. They cut preseason games. So now you're going in there, and you're, you're trying to figure things out during the season. That's tough for really good, like, veteran quarterbacks, veteran guys that are in the league. It's tough for them to do that. So if it's tough for them to do that, you got a rookie quarterback that we took high in the draft that people have enormous, enormous expectations upon, right? Because everyone was saying, hey, we drafted this guy to be the savior of Sam Darnold, from Sam Darnold. 
That that's what he was anointed, right? When we when we couldn't get Trevor Lawrence, people were like, "Who cares? Zach Wilson's better than Trevor Lawrence." And I have that on tape because people said it on my show. All right. So all these things coming in now, and now we're saying, okay, well, he has not signed yet. How much time is he going to miss? Because all the people that were saying, hey, everything's going to be good. Don't worry. He'll sign before camp. I have sources that are saying he's going to sign tomorrow. Those people are quiet now because he still is not signed. So if he continues to miss time, that could absolutely affect us because it will affect him understanding the offense. It will affect his chemistry with our offense. It will affect his chemistry with our wide receivers. What are your thoughts about that, Steve? What are you going to do if he misses yeah, more time? No, no, How no, much listen, time before no. you start to get nervous? If, if, he, if he doesn't sign within, within another week or two, then I would start to get worried. I mean, the one thing is, you know, one thing that I did today was when I got home from work today, I listened to Robert Sala's uh, conference today. You know, he had a really, really good conference, and, you know, he's bringing excitement back to the Jets thing. And the thing is, he wants Zach Wilson to get signed really soon as well. You know, Joe Douglas has been working on it, you know, the last couple of days. But but this is the thing, though. But, but the thing is, though, is that Joe Douglas, I do agree, he shouldn't have gotten it done earlier. It's just – it's just that – and it's not only him, but it's also the guy who San Francisco drafted. Uh, Trey Lance is another one that hasn't even signed his deal yet. But listen – the thing yeah. that was really, really exciting, though, because now I, I want to skip the whole thing now with Zach Wilson. The thing that that really got me excited was the first thing I saw today was was how so great Makai Becton looks. He he looks yeah. so, he lo, he lost a lot of weight during the time off during the summer, and I could tell. Shaq Lawson's got guns. Even C.J. Mosley Mosley looks great too. Uh, like the play, yeah. all the players look phenomenal, and, and it's really, really exciting. But you know, the thing is, you know, something, Joe. The thing is, this is an exciting time though, because now that we're back, you know, Jets training camp is here. We're, you know, everything is all back. We're ready to go. The only thing that's just in the missing piece of the puzzle is, unfortunately, Zach Wilson. Which hopefully things will get done asap. Maybe it'll hopefully get done later tonight. Maybe tomorrow, maybe Thursday. We we just gotta hope it gets done soon. <laughs> Steve, I'm telling you, I, you know, and again, I'm not panicking. I'm not going crazy. Salutes to all the savages. Uh, you know, people are going off. Look, I'm not panicking. I'm not crazy. Uh, you know, I'm not feeling crazy. I'm not going crazy. Uh, but I am, you know, a little worried because again, if as long as this lingers, as long as this continues to go on, I'm saying to myself, okay, how much time is he gonna miss? That's all I'm worried about. How much time are you going to miss? Also, how is this going to affect us going into the season? Because the things that you don't learn now, you're going to be learning in season. When you're having guys that are 240, 250, you know, bigger than that, that are running at, you know, unbelievable speeds trying to take your head off. Okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's uh, I'm worried. You know what I'm saying? I'm worried. And, again, with the chemistry, all the expectations that we have on this offense with some of the players that we have here, and that's where I want to go with you next, uh, Steve. Listen, I'm looking at this situation, and I'm hearing from a lot of Jets fans that there's big-time expectations on Denzel Mims. There's a lot of people putting pressure on him. they expecting him to take the next step this season. What are your thoughts on him going into camp, and where do you think he fits in on this offense? Do you think he ends up being our number two 
or are you siding with some other Jets fans that feel like maybe he might not and maybe Keelan Cole will slide in and be our number two wide receiver? Yeah, no, I, I hope that men does get the starting receiver po- uh, position that maybe as the number two. Because, listen, as of right now, it's Corey Davis that's most likely going to be our number one guy. Then I would yeah. see Mims at number two. Uh, it, like, it's, pro- it's a battle between Mims and Cole for the second receiver spot. And then at the slot receiver, it's going to be a battle between Elijah Moore and Jamison Crowder. But the mm. thing is, Joe – the thing that I care the most about is, and you brought this up earlier on the show, I want to make sure that all of our players are healthy because that's the most important thing we need. Because then, unfortunately, the thing that does that, that does get worried me, you know, when training camp officially starts is, is who's going to be healthy, who's not going to be healthy. Listen, we already don't have Quentin Williams for a couple of weeks because, remember, he did have the foot surgery a couple of months ago, and he still has to heal from that. Yep. So yeah, yeah. That that's like my big. That's like my biggest thing because you know we just don't know like who who's gonna be there, and you know we we just gotta see. But the biggest question mark still remains is and listen, the first open practice to the public is this Saturday coming up, and the thing is that Jet fans, I did see this today that they would start to get a little bit worried about if Zach Wilson still hasn't signed his deal yet by Saturday then that would be something that would be really upsetting to Jet fans. You know, they would be going back to training camp for the first time and not seeing Zach Wilson signed yet. Man, Steve, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a little a little concerned. If he if he doesn't sign by Saturday, this, this thing could really linger on, really. So my final question before I let you go, Steve, because, you know, you've given us your takes. I want to go to the defensive side of the ball with you, man. And I'm looking at this situation, and I'm saying, hey, in your mind, what defensive player is in most danger of losing their starting position? What's a guy that you're looking at right now defensively and saying, hmm, I could see somebody taking your spot? Oh, you know who I think? Oh, oh, you know, that's a good one. Um, You know, if I would have to say right now who I think would be the one who would be in the most danger right now of losing their spot. To be honest with mm-hmm. you, um, I, I would have to go with, uh, with what's his name, uh, Blake Cashman. And the reason I say Blake Cashman is because, you know, the couple of years he's been with us, he's never been healthy at all. And if he isn't healthy again, he could be on his way out the door. Mm, okay. Okay. Look, I respect that. Listen, Steve. You've had quite a call, man. Let me give you a hand, dude. Let's see the hand. All right. Hey, Joe. Joe. Joe, just remember, all gas, Joe, all gas, no break. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. You have a good night, all right, Steve? Good night, man. Listen, Steve calling in, he he gave us his text. He said, hey, don't panic, Jets fans. Don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Everything's good. We'll figure things out. I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> you look at this situation here. If this guy is not signed by Saturday, we could see things continue to slide on, all right? And if they do, boy, oh, boy, is that going to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be a big problem. That's just more time sliding on down where this guy is not with the team. He's not building chemistry. He's not – you know, out there, you know, 
doing what he needs to do with our core, our wide receiver core, or our offense, understanding calls, understanding the install of the brand-new offense that we're all hoping. So we're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. We are taking all callers. Also, salutes to all the savages in the chat. We'll be coming to you as well. They're going off in the chat right now. So many things to talk about. We're going to keep on. Uh, we're going to go back and forth with you folks. So keep giving your opinions as well, asking questions. We will come to you. But next, I'm going to go to the lines. I'm coming to my guy, Jacob, man. Jacob, I'm coming directly to you. I know Jacob has some takes. Salutes, Jacob. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. Give me your thoughts about this situation with Zach Wilson. Are you upset that he has not signed yet? Hey, how's it going, man? Um, yeah, I would say I'm a little bit upset because I was really optimistic that a deal would get done in the next couple of days since the last time I talked to you, uh, which I believe it was on Friday, I think that's when you had your last show. Yes, um, sir. And I was really, really hoping a deal would get done, and unfortunately it didn't. Um, and it's it's not a great start to training camp, obviously. Um, hopefully it will get done in the next day or two. Um, but I'm I'm really not sure why the deal hasn't been done yet, to be honest, because I think if it's about the tiny little signing bonuses and stuff like that, I think you need to have confidence in your quarterback and give it to him, especially since we're not under tight, you know, we're not under a tight salary cap at all. We've got the money to do it. I think it should have been done by now. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm worried about it as well. I know a lot of it is, is... – the issues are offset language and deferment, payment deferments, all kind of things. And Joe Douglas, according to reports, is trying to set a new president here because he's the you know new general manager. There's things that he wants to do differently, you know, with young players and things like that. But listen, man, I understand the situation. I know that you know Joe Douglas is a tough customer when it comes to negotiations, and sometimes that's a beautiful thing. But don't let that get in the way and cause us big time issues going down the pike and not have this kid in camp because you guys are, you know, having this this this, this posturing match. You know what I'm saying? Let's figure out yeah. a way to somehow meet in the middle. That's my thing. Can we meet in the middle and get this kid in the camp? Because if he's not in and he continues to miss time, man, that's not going to be too good for us. It's really not going to bode well. And that brings my next question for you, Jacob, is I know you said you're upset. You know, you're, you're not necessarily happy that he hasn't been signed yet. How long before you really start to, you know, panic or be concerned, extremely concerned? You know, is it a couple of days? I mean, how long? And how long do you think that this will even last? Um, I don't think it's going to last more than a couple more days. And it brings me a little bit of comfort knowing that he's not, you know, on the couch watching, getting ready for the NBA draft, eating potato chips and ice cream and stuff. He's definitely out in California working uh, on mm-hmm. his stuff because he posts about it on Instagram uh, about him on a football field. And he's working with his uh, BYU quarterback coach, I believe. Um, yeah. So we know he's still working. Um, but if it doesn't happen in the next few days, I'd really start to get concerned uh, because it's, I mean, it's valuable, precious time, and the NFL season is, I mean, it's definitely not far away at all. It's a lot closer than we realize. Uh, so I'd love yep. to see him here as soon as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Now I want to go to the to the offensive side of the ball with you, some of the players that's on there outside of Zach Wilson, Jacob, because you know your stuff, man. What offensive player in your mind 
is in danger of losing their their starting spot, man. What guy are you looking at right now saying, mm, there's a guy that, you know, either, either young or a guy that we just brought in that, hey, could either take your spot right now. So you better be very careful during this training camp. Uh, there's a few guys. I would say Chris Herndon's definitely in danger of losing his spot to either Kenny Yeboa mm-hmm. or Tyler Croft. I would say Greg Van Roten is very likely to lose his spot either – sometime during the season or after the season, if we want to plug Morgan Moses or George Fant in at right guard to get them both on the offensive line at the same time. Uh, and I would say probably Connor McGovern, if this season is another letdown as well, I think those are three of the guys who are probably most in danger of losing it sometime in the next year. But if we're talking just right now in training camp, I would say definitely Chris Herndon. Yeah. Yeah. I see that now. Listen, I look at this tight end situation, and I've made my thoughts very well known about Herndon. Uh, he's had issues. A lot of people are still trying to hang their hats on, well, he flashed before and all these other things. And I say to myself, listen, he's got to show it, and he's got to show up. Because like you said as well, Kenny Yaboa, a young guy that the, the Jets had a fourth-round grade on, is on his heels. I look at the situation, I say even a guy like Ryan Griffin, who we've seen outperform Herndon in the past is on his heels. We saw Griffin take over that tight end position and, you know, be solid, not a world beater, you know, not be Travis Kelsey or nothing crazy, but be a solid set of reliable hands in in an offense with Gaze that we all said was terrible. He was all right. You know, he wasn't a guy that was, you know, down. And, again, we brought in Tyler Croft as well. So there's a lot of competition. Wesco, I I think, could be in the mix, but he's more of a special teams kind of blocking guy. But he has a position. So, yeah, I can see that, man. If Chris Herndon does not put it together – I could see him either, you know, being gone, you know what I'm saying, or definitely not having a starting role here. So when you look at this offense, though, man, what are your thoughts about Denzel Mims? Because there's a lot of pressure coming from fans. They're thrusting pressure upon him because they have big expectations for him going into this season. Do you have those same expectations for him? Um, I definitely have high expectations for him because I'm really just – Right when we picked him, uh, when I was watching that TV um, on that day two of the draft, I was so ecstatic to get him on the team. And I knew that right away that he was going to be a guy who's meant for throwing the ball downfield or being a great red zone threat since he's, I think he's 6'3". Um, and obviously we really haven't had, an, a, had a tremendous red zone threat since Brandon Marshall back in 2015. Mm-hmm. And we saw what happened when we had that awesome red zone threat. I mean, we to this day I can't live down that game against the Bills in Week 17. But that that team all together, along with having that great red zone threat, really, really made a difference. Um, And we've seen he's definitely shown flashes of when they throw the ball up to him on -on one-on-one coverage, he usually tends to come down with that ball if it's a good throw. Um, So I definitely like to see some more from him. But I think part of the reason uh, he didn't have as great of a season as we wanted him to was also just because of the system he was under and the coach has no idea where he is or what's going on. He can't get his eyes to shut it all, you know what I mean? Um, so I think he's definitely going to be – I think he's definitely going to be set up for a little bit more Listen. success this year. Uh, but I, I don't, I'm not expecting a 1,000 yards or anything, but I'd just like to know that he's still got it going, and I'd like to see some more balls thrown down the field because that's what successful teams do. They take shots deep. That's the fact. Listen, pay attention. Jacob just took a shot at Adam Gay. Pay attention. Ooh. No, 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 no. Oh, man. 
Joe Jacobs said he can't get his eyes to close. You know, that that's just a little shot for those of you that didn't catch that. I caught it. It's hilarious. Listen, Jacob, hey. this, this has been fire. <laughs> my, my last question for you before I let you go, man. You know, Jacob just, just throwing shots out before he takes off. My last question before I let you go is, when you look at this situation on defense, right, there's a lot of position battles to be had there. A lot of people look at our cornerback position and they go, I've had some fans already talking to me saying, Isaiah Dunn can be a starter as an undrafted free agent. Do you believe that that's possible? Um, to be honest, I don't know too much about him yet. Um, I usually know a lot about our players, but he's one of the guys that I haven't heard too much about. Uh, but I think it's definitely a possibility if he works hard enough. I think any of these guys have potential to be starters because there's really nothing to lose this year, at least by having them start out. Um, and if things don't turn out well, then we can make mid-season adjustments. But I think we're not really – we're obviously not a championship team yet. So if he proves that he's worthy of being a starter and he outplays the rest of the guys during the training camp and preseason, then so be it. And I think we just got to put out the guys who have uh, performed the best. And I think if he's one of them, then that's great. Yeah, yeah. You know, I look at our cornerback situation, and there's a lot of battles, like like we were talking about earlier as well. That's definitely a battle to be there. I could see him making his bones because, again, Bless Austin does not, you know, bode a lot of confidence in a lot of people. And, uh, you know, we're still trying to figure out where Bryce Hall is. And after that, there's a lot of question marks. So I could see him shaking his way up. Again, he's being paid big. There's got to be a reason for that. Joe Douglas just doesn't hand out cash. You know, I think he's the highest uh, – paid undrafted uh corner ever you know what i'm saying so yeah we'll see how things shake out but listen jacob i want to thank you for calling into that my friend the lines are hot they're heating up listen you have yourself a good night all right hey you too and just remember that jair alexander as i always say he's he's always there you know what i mean yeah <laughs> you, you jacob you have a good night my friend <laughs> Listen, Jacob calling in with the fire again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Call in. We're talking to everyone. We're speaking tonight. We're talking about Zach Wilson. We're talking about the Jets training camp. We're talking about a lot of things, man. We got to get Wilson signed, and we'll see what happens. But so I'm going to keep getting to these lines again. If you want to donate, the, the super chats up there. Please give if you can. Whatever you donate is greatly appreciated. Also down there as well as my cash app. For those of you that don't want to hit my super chat, my cash app is there. So, you know, if you don't, you know, want to deal with the super chat, the cash app, go ahead and, you know, throw a couple dollars in there if you can. It is all greatly appreciated. Also, for those of you who are watching, please give the stream a thumbs up and subscribe if you haven't subscribed and turn on your notifications as well. So we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. We're going to keep getting to these lines. I'm going to my guy, North Carolina, man. This is my guy from North Carolina, and he knows his Jets. Listen, my friend, it's been a little bit of time since we talked to you. How are you feeling, oh, yeah. my friend? I want to thank you for calling in. You know, I already know where I'm going. Give me your <laughs> thoughts about this situation with Zach Wilson, bro. Oh, I love this kid as a prospect. I think he's fantastic, but I'm hoping within the week, within a few days, hopefully Joe Douglas can get this thing done. I gotta believe he's gonna get it done in a timely manner, based on how he's run this run things since ownership has turned it over to him, and even prior to that, you know, when there were question marks about uh, who was in charge, you know, and then the other guys were playing on them, like Gay. So, I think we just have to be a little patient. Now, I hope within 
maybe within the week he gets it done. I say, let's say another seven days he isn't done, then I'd be a little worried. And then starting to get laid and, you know, try to get his contract yeah. done so that way he can join his teammates and get his proper proper workout time in and get to work with them and get that timing down, you know. He's still working yeah. with a new group. I know uh, uh, Elijah Moore is one of his favorites, and uh, he's got to still get that work in just to maintain the rhythm and the continuity and work with the new people that he's working with. So I just got to believe he can get it done. Uh, I'm very excited about this season. I think we got a chance to, to get back to respectability which I think is a big thing for us. And, and then, you know, we'll be in a prime position with the resources we have next year to be even better. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the situation, even going back to what you were talking about with Zach Wilson. I'm hoping that we get it done soon. I don't want this to continue to linger on and go out there because, like, we all know, you know, these, these players, yeah. their time with each other, their time to build chemistry out on the field is it's limited, you know, especially now with everything yeah. that we have going on in the world. You know what I'm saying? So, I want to see it done. Yeah. I don't want to see this linger in the too That's long, right. especially if he continues yeah. to miss time during the camp. And like you said, this is going to be a big year because this is the year we have a lot. We have talent. You know, we're excited about it, and it's a lot of young talent as well. So we're trying to figure things out. And even when you look at the improvements yeah. that we made along the offense, a lot of the excitement for us is our wide receiver core, which is huge. And that's where I want to go with you next is when you look at the situation oh, yeah. with the wide receiver core – player in this in this wide receiver core do you feel like has the most pressure on them going into this season or even going into training camp? Oh, even if you consider him, I guess, the way, the way the tight end position has changed technically at one time, they weren't even considered receivers. But nowadays it's changed with Gonzalez and them coming in. To me, it's the Chris Herndon. That's why Chris Herndon has to step up and contribute. He's got too much raw talent and ability to play the way he has played last year. Last year was a major mm-hmm. letdown. I can understand yeah. Connor was climbing around the team. I think everything was down. You know, Donald was down. Everybody was adversely affected by having Gates there, just the way he ran things. You, you can feel it. Hopefully Herndon will pick his game up. He better because <laughs> Robert Sal and them, they're not, you know, window dressing like Rex and them. I know I love and respect Rex, but these coaches now are serious about competition and serious about guys stepping their game up and demonstrate that they're, you know, that they're fit for a starting position. Otherwise, I fear that he may get cut. Yeah. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. You know, and we, we've – Talk about him constantly on this show. We talked about Chris Herndon and him needing to step up, yeah. especially with some of the competition that's been brought in, like you, you were alluding to as well. Listen, Tyler yeah. Croft, he's on he's on the roster. You look at guys like uh, Ryan Griffin, who's taken over the that's spot right. before and been a starting tight end before. He was solid, you know, that's wasn't right. necessarily – you know, a world beater, but he was a reliable set of hands. And then you look at a guy like Kenny yeah. Boa, who's a young guy that they brought yeah. in, that they had a high grade on, who, who just became undrafted, and they were able to bring him into the building. So if Herndon doesn't get it together, right. especially in training camp, you keep on being old Butterfingers Chris Herndon, then you're going to be gone. And we're going to put you on the shelf like that. Yeah. We're going to put you on the shelf yeah, he's like that. He's got to stop, like stop put Butterfingers uh, putting that ball on the ground because he's really regressed. Yeah. Particularly last yep. year, he noticeably regressed from where he was the first year. Everybody was so excited about his potential. Well, that's the missing piece for us. If we can get a tight end that can actually threaten that second level, the linebackers, you know, to where the matchup with them would be tough, this offense could be really, really good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're one tight end away, in my opinion, a tight end and a right guard away from being really good, really good potentially yeah. offensively. 
Well, you know, yeah, I, I think our, our wide receiver core is pretty solid. Um, so when I look at yeah. that, I see, you know, guys like Davis and, and Moore. And, we'll, we'll, again, we'll see what Elijah Moore brings to the table. But I'm excited about Mims. Yeah. I think he takes a step forward. So I, I'm, I'm pretty set with our wide receiver core. I love Jamison Crowder. But, yeah, if we can get a solid tight end, because, again, like you, like you just talked about, we have weapons. You know, we have so many weapons, yep. and that's why I was talking about the core. Right. We have so many weapons wow. that our tight end, dude, if he's decent, if he's solid, he, he's going to be a matchup nightmare because you can't cover everybody. You just can't. That's right. You put him out there with a set, guess what? Either they're going to – I think you look at Davis, they're going to have to respect him, right? So he's probably going to draw yeah. the double team most of the time. <laughs> you look at Mims, he's going to have his, his pick of the litter out there. You know, even if you yeah. go three wide, you put a lot more out there, you put somebody else out there, and you got Herndon. Mm-hmm. If he steps up this season, or Yaboa, right? Say you got Yaboa That's out right. there. He's, he's got a bunch of ability. If he steps up this season, our tight end position is going to have the pick of the litter. He's just going to be able to oh, run yeah, out there right. and do his thing. As mm-hmm. long as he can make catches, you know what I'm saying, and win his matchups, mm-hmm. which he should be able to, a lot of these slew-footed linebackers, then uh, he's going to mm-hmm. have his chances. He's going to have his shots. You yeah, know, he's exactly end right. Up a relief valve, end up being a relief valve for our young quarterback. That's right. I think what's going to wind yeah. up happening is once the season begins, I can see Elijah Moore being a key piece of this offense. And I can see him mm-hmm. all over the formation, motioning out of the backfield. And he'll say at times be used as a decoy to where the defense, yep. you know, will focus on him. And then, you know, the Jets will do their misdirection. But they say the system they're running is based on deception. You're running, play yep. action, fakes. You know, Zach Wilson's brilliant. He's, he's good at that kind of thing. He's a magician. If you ever seen his yep. BYU video, which I have, and I got uh, <laughs> really stuck with this kid, I think he's fantastic. He just needs time yeah. to grow, literally get bigger and stronger and just, you know, get, get a little bit more refinement on the NFL level. And he's got a chance to be mm-hmm. really good. I think our receiving core group is a solid group. I would say it's a B. It's a B. Yeah. It could be an A. If Mims develops into what I think Mims can be, if he gets his proper reps and playing time to really show what he can do, then this receiving core could be an A. It could be pushed to an yeah. A. A level group. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think he's he's a guy that a lot of people, uh, a lot of Jets fans are talking about. There's a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. You know, he was one of the guys that I forgot who who said it, but it was a member, member of the media talking about he was one of the guys that he looked out that he looked at and said, "Hey, this is a guy that I'm picking to have a breakout season this upcoming season." And again, because of all oh. the things that we're talking about, the new additions to our wide receiver core. How many things, you know, guys that we brought in from Corey Davis, you know, having Jamison Crowder still there, bringing in Elijah Moore, even Keelan Cole, you know, uh, um, Mims is definitely going to have his favorable matchups, and he's got to win them. And we've seen these flashes before. Even in Gaze's offense where he was piss poorly used, we saw him be able to come down with footballs that nobody thought he was going to catch. Nobody. Oh, yeah, we got a little sample sample size. It's a shame. You know, we only yeah. got a sample size last year. We yep. love what we saw. We love the explosiveness, the ability to high point the football, which is what we want. Because my my yep. history as a Jet fan, you know, I remember the wide receivers we did have that were big. Al Toon back in the day, Rob Moore, Keyshawn yep. Johnson. When you have a big wide out, he makes it so much easier. Where You know, a quarterback doesn't have to be so fine on every throw. Like he is the smaller wide outs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. now my final question before I let you go, man, because yeah. you know your Jets and you know what you're talking about. When you look at our corner situation, man, what player do you feel like in that position group is in danger of losing their spot, man? 
You talking about at cornerback? Yeah, at cornerback, man. Oh. Right now, the way it looks, it, it's kind of murky, the quarterback position, except Bryce Hall. The rest of it is pretty much an, an unknown. We just, right now, it's, it's a really tough call as far as who's, who's going to come out of it, except Bryce Hall. I imagine the team mm. and Joe Douglas have done their diligence and film study on Bryce Hall. He, he's the real deal. He's solid. He can only get better yeah. under the new, new system and improve pass rush. The rest of the group, it's, it's a tough call. It looks so murky, you know, so many unknowns. Yeah. With the cornerback position and with the linebacking core, it looks very murky, except C.J. Mosley. Things just look so cloudy. Yeah. It's, it's a tough call, and it's so early, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. That 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 cornerback situation has got a lot of question marks. I look at Bless Austin though, yeah. and I'm saying to myself, buddy, <laughs> your spot's not guaranteed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your spot's yeah. not guaranteed. You just talked about Bryce Hall. We've been talking about him all oh. off season. Some people say hey, they could see him taking over that number one position. So yeah, I hear you there, and especially when you talk about that yeah. linebacker position too. You know, C.J. Mosley, he's showing up to camp. He's in unbelievable shape. I think this is going to be here where he quiets a lot of those fans, you know, that, that don't believe oh, yeah, in him yeah, yeah. or say that he was overpaid. I think that I, this is the year he's going to quiet them, man. I think the thing about Mosley, mentally he's still there. The only question about him was physically where he is. I think he's had a chance to rest his legs, fresh legs, and, and get his legs up under him. And I imagine he's done some of his own private workouts. Obviously, that's not the same thing as the, as the football, you know, the team-related activity. You know, they push you hard. So I think yeah. he's probably going to be in really good shape. And I think by this point, you know, reporting camp on time with the rest of the team, he's probably in, in excellent shape or pretty close to it. We know C.J. Yeah. Mosley is a tremendous football player. We just got a look, <laughs> once again, a sample size of him against the Buffalo Bills. He showed us flashes of what he's capable of, and uh, he's, he's a real monster. He's a, literally all over the field. And that's what we yeah. need. If we can get him restored, get him back anywhere near what we saw against the Buffalo Bills and with our front seven, with our defensive line, we could be really tough defensively. Really yeah. tough. Yeah, we absolutely could. Listen, my friend, you've had quite a call, man. Let's give this guy a hand, man. Give him a hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. give you a hand man listen i gotta get back yeah. to these lines my friend it's always great speaking yeah. to you i want to thank you for calling it was me good in. talking Look, to you too you know, our your time has been bad with me working at the airport but with me off mondays and tuesdays hopefully you'll do your your weekly shows to start the week yeah. and i'll get the chance to call in and hit you up we'll talk again absolutely thank you so much my friend you have yourself a good night yeah and you take care too buddy all right Listen, that's my guy from North Carolina, all right? He knows his Jets. He's a longtime Jets fan, and he talks that talk, all right? We're going to keep getting these lines there hot. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in. We are taking all callers. You know what I'm saying? Salutes to everybody watching. Please give the stream a thumbs up if you haven't already. Also, please subscribe if you're not subscribed and turn on your notifications so when we post content, you folks will be in the know. Again, you can donate through Super Chat, or you can also give as well through Cash App. Whatever you donate is greatly appreciated. You know what I'm saying? Again, I want to thank everyone that's donated tonight. Salutes to 808. You know, solid guy, man. Thank you so much uh, for giving to the channel. So we're going to continue to go to the line. Again, 515 602 
515-602-9639. Call in. We're taking all callers. So I'm going to my guy, Chris, next. Angelo, we're coming to you in a little bit, but I'm going to my guy, Chris. Chris, I know he's got a quite a bit to say about this football team. Chris, listen, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Give me your thoughts about this situation with Zach Wilson. How are you feeling about this contract situation? Are you upset that he has not signed yet? It's it's crazy. What they say? What we say? Uh, things remain the same, but the, things the, think the names change, but things remain the same. Old Jack, you know? Yes, they, yeah. Are we like? Uh, I mean, that's. I I I don't understand. It's like getting like divorcing your wife, right? Getting a new wife and not showing up for the wedding. It's just like, what are we? I don't understand. Most of these contracts are guaranteed. The slots, everything is guaranteed. What do we? We had six months, or you know, we had so much time to fill this to get this thing. Why are we fighting over pennies? And where's where where's the owner in this matter? Where where is he? Where is he in this in this thing? I mean, it's embarrassing enough, like to walk around with a Jets jersey and actually talk to people about football, and and they say you can't even get your quarterback signed. <laughs> what is this, man? Yeah, this is crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it, 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 it's tough. Yeah, it, It's tough. You know, we'll see what happens going forward. I'm hoping that he doesn't miss a lot of time. That's the thing I'm concerned about because we talked about it before, you know, before this week was coming. We, we've we had shows where I've talked, hey, listen, we got to make sure this deal gets done. I don't want it to linger. Don't want it to go into camp. You know, he misses time. Then what happens? I'm hoping that he signs hopefully tomorrow, you know, gets in there and gets going. But if this lingers for too long, man, it's going to be some issues. But I want to talk to you about the offensive side of this ball, you know, some of the players, yeah. other players that we have on offense, some of the position battles. Dude, there's a lot right. of pressure on Denzel Mims from some of the fan base. They're saying, hey, this guy this year really needs to step up. We're really looking to see what he has. You know, he's got to be a guy that's be an impact player this year. Do you feel the same? And what do you think Denzel's going to be able to do out there within this offense? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, we don't really, I mean, we have the worst coach in history, so we don't know who he is at, at this point. There's mm-hmm. a lot of question marks on guys on this team and their abilities. So I don't think people should give um their, um saying, hey, he's got to show up this year. I mean, look who we had coaching this team last year, you know? So, yeah. I mean, the guy's a high school football coach right now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> No, I mean we have, we're yeah. starting from zero one an evaluation on everybody. Please, like the, give us the Gates excuse. Give please give him that. You know, let's see what yeah. Denzel Mims is. A good player. He's been a good player in Baylor. He has talent. He has all the measurables. But let's see what he could do, man. Without without the uh, the the offensive genius around. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm hoping that you know. I'm hoping to see Denzel Mims really take a step forward in the offense, offensive system this year. Like you said as well, with Gaze, it was just, I don't know, just throwing stuff at a wall. The play calling was horrific. It was terrible, man. I mean, that guy was just a... I mean, man, it was terrible watching him. Has anybody ever go from the NFL to high school? Oh, man, it was terrible. It was just terrible, man. He was terrible. He was terrible. I wouldn't let him coach my high school team. 
He, he wouldn't even have to coach my peewee team. I wouldn't let him coach anything. The closest I'd let him come to a football team is just deliver the water. I wouldn't even let him do that. The closest he'd be able to come to a football team that I was involved in is sitting in the stands, dude. That's what you got. I, we'll let you film the game. How about that? That's it, man. I'm yeah. not letting you nowhere near my team, dude. I don't even want you delivering the water because you might do that wrong. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't draw off yeah. the play. You're probably not going to be able to get the water to the right players. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't get the ball to the right players. You're not going to be able to get the water to the right players. So, yeah, but Dendell Mims, I'm really looking to see uh, what he brings this season. I know that there's fans that are really on top of him, really looking to see what he's going to do. And But I, I understand the pressure because the talent's there and the flashers are there, but we just got to see things be put together. But I think if utilized correctly within the offensive scheme this year, he's going to really, really – show up because again we saw so many great things from him his ability his wingspan the ability to catch the ball his catching radius is phenomenal this guy knows what he's doing out there so i'm excited and again I agree. with all the other additions that we made as well offensively i think it's definitely going to benefit yeah. him and help him now i want to go to the defensive side of the ball with you man because there's a lot of questions there too when you look at the situation man cj mosley showing up to camp he looks like he's in unbelievable shape i think he's like 230 or 231 or something. He looks lean. He looks ready to go. He's definitely going to be moving around in this new 4-3 defense. He says, hey, it fits what he does well. He's going to be flying around. Do you think that this is the year he's going to quiet all of those fans that are that yeah. were knocking him, man? Do you yeah. think that this is the year where yeah. he puts them on silent yeah. mode, man? Talk to them. Just like, if you look at guys like Brian Erlock or you look at guys like, uh, what's the, uh, the middle linebacker that retired on the Carolina Panthers, I forget his name. Um, uh, uh, he's a great linebacker. Keekly. I think you're talking this about This guy's Luke in that mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's in that mode. He's just as good as any of those guys. You're going to see him, you know, have a big year. He's Darrell Revis of the uh, middle linebacker. He's a great linebacker. He's a Hall of Famer. You're going to see it this year. DJ, DJ, that's one guy you don't have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I'm right there with you. Yeah, my final yeah, question for you before I let you go, man, is there's a lot of people that are extremely excited about a player that has requested a trade. A lot of a lot of Jets fans talking about Chandler Jones right now, man. Do you think the New York Jets should be interested in making a move for him? And if so, what is the most that you would give up for Chandler? Chandler Jones. Um, mm-hmm. That's an interesting question uh, because you can never have enough – enough pass rushers, and, you know, I was on the I was on the thing of taking him over the over the guy we took, you know, Key, what was his name? Uh, I forget the guy's name, but uh, Quentin You're Copa. talking about Carl Lawson? So I was one oh, oh, to take him over okay. Quentin Copa. Yeah, so, Ooh, I mean, I mean, I think a second-round pick, a second, second, a second would be great uh, because we're going to draft a pass rusher next year. So, I mean, that would be good uh, for me. I would actually – that's what I would give up. But um, let's see what the young guys can bring to the table in terms of the pass rush before we even go down the route of Chandler Jones. But, I mean, if you, anytime you can get a guy that that you can book him in for 10 sacks a year, I mean, you got to take a look at it. But are, is Arizona going to be willing to trade him more than the first round? I would give up no first round. We can't give him a first round. We <laughs> cannot. Uh, we're not in that yeah. position uh, to get him. we still got to build the line. we still got cornerbacks. We still got, you know, other things to build to the team. But if they'll mm-hmm. take a second and a third or a second and a fifth, I make the deal. Mm. But um, 
you know, that's the, yeah, if yeah, Arizona's going to do it. Yeah, you know, I, I've, you know I've, I've gone back and forth with a lot of Jets fans that have, you know, talked about him, and a lot of people are interested. I understand the allure of him. I get it. He's an all-pro guy. But for me, I just look at the age. He's 31. The, the capital that you have to give up, I, I mean, pass rushers, especially guys that are all pros like him, you know, you, you definitely aren't just going to pry them away from their teams for, for you know, a little bit. you definitely going to have to pay yeah. off on those. And also, and also the money that you have to look to give him as well, because I think he's, he's, yeah. uh, he makes like $15.5 million this year. A lot of their issues are about contract and money. So coming in, he's definitely going to want to get paid again out the nose. Pass rushers like that usually get paid out the nose. And so you wonder, you know, is he going to be able – would Joe Douglas be willing to give him the type of cash that he's looking for when you have so many other guys coming out this upcoming draft that can make an impact? And we yeah. all know that Joe Douglas is all about working the draft. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a nice guy to have, but – I mean, under the circumstances, yeah. I don't think you know. I don't think I don't think we can afford it. That's like you know making yeah. uh, you want a Lamborghini. You know, you can't. You like to have one, <laughs> but, but you can't. You can't afford it. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, like that Lamborghini, but it's a little bit too million dollars on my price. Uh, pay attention, Chris is cheap. Here pay we attention. go. Pay attention, Chris getting money out here. He the only one to call in and talk about Lamborghinis. Hey, he can't afford a Lamborghini. Chris is getting money out here. Come on, guys. Come on, Chris. We know you get into the break. Chris needs to stop it. Chris getting to the money. Listen, Chris, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. You have yourself a good night, man. All right, brother. Thank you. Go Jets. Go Jets. That's what I'm talking about, man. That is what I am talking about, all right? You know, Chris trying to call in and talk, oh, you can't afford a land. Chris, we know you're getting money, all right? We know you're getting money. The rest of us don't even be talking about Lamborghinis on this show. You're the only one that calls in. You're the first person to call into the show, talk about a Lamborghini. We know you're getting money, all right? We all know you. We know you're doing well, okay? The rest of us, we're trying our best. You're out here doing well. All right. <laughs> Salutes to Chris. It's always great to speak to him. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. The lines are open. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, you know, things are constantly popping up. Marcus May, uh, Foley, uh, Farukasi, and Jonathan Marshall have been placed on the active roster for the Jets. As, all, you know, as we all know, they were dealing with injuries, dealing with issues or, excuse me, not dealing with injuries. They were on the non-football injury list, and so they've been uh, put on the active roster. So that's, that's, that's good to hear. Guys are going to continue on. Again, you know, we talked about the, the PUP guys that we have on our injury list, uh, you know, coming into this training camp. So guys are going to continue to fill in and fall back into the season, fall back into the system, fall back into the roster, and we're going to see what the Jets have. You know, I'm just hoping that, again, going into this training camp, that the guys that we have, you know, once we come out of this training camp, are healthy. We need everybody to come out fully healthy, and we need to be ready to go, and we need our damn quarterback signed, okay? At some point, please make that happen, Joe Douglas. Please, can we sit down with Zach Wilson and his agent and figure this out, all right? And Zach Wilson, hey, if it's coming from your side, dude, listen. Tell your agent, knock it off, all right? Slow down. Can we, can we you know, Meet in the middle and figure things out. So we're going to keep talking. 
Again, 515-602-96, 515-602-9639. Call in. We're talking Jets. Next, I'm going to my guy, Angelo, man. This is my guy, Angelo. We're coming directly to him. He's going to give us some fire. Salute, Angelo. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Give me your thoughts about this Zach Wilson situation, man. Are you upset that he has not signed his deal yet and he's not in a camp? Well, yeah, I'm upset, man. I mean, this is this is the uh, this is our uh, future franchise quarterback. Now, I want everybody to understand what is going on. It's offset language, so we all yeah. know Zach Wilson is going to get a guaranteed contract of four years, thirty-five point one million dollars with the fifth-year option. So that is, that's the structure, right? Like, that's the deal. So now mm-hmm. what the Jets are trying to do, what, what is being negotiated is the structure of the money, like how much is paid each year, and then yep. the insurance for the Jets. So what, what that means is if Zach Wilson is cut after two years or whatever, released or whatever it is, the offset language protects the Jets because let's say if Zach Wilson was owed $12 million for the next year, but then he signs, let's say, with the New Orleans Saints for $9 million. At that point, since the Jets had offset language in the contract, the Jets are only on the hook for $3 million because it, New Orleans is going to be paying a new deal of $9 million. The Jets have now paid $3 million. So, again, if there's no offset language, Zach Wilson will collect the $12 million from the Jets and then collect the new $9 million from the New Orleans Saints contract. So that's kind of what's yep. being negotiated here, and that's what it is. So at some point you look at it at both sides. Zach Wilson saying, well, look, Trevor Lawrence didn't have this in his deal. Uh, Justin yep. Fields didn't have this in his deal. So, I mean, uh, his agent's probably like, dude, yeah, we're going we're gonna to stand firm. Why not? We don't want this offset language. First of all, like, you're not going to get cut. You're not going to get released. You're going to play. And, and I think at this point, if this is going to go on like this, he's already missed one practice, I think Joe Douglas has just got to man up and say, you know what, no offset language or whatever it is because right now Joe Douglas is putting the doubt, like, oh, you know, if we release you after two years, you know, we're pretty. it's like, why are you even saying that? You know, if you have this much faith in the kid, yeah. why you, you know yeah. why are you have an insurance policy if you're going to cut him after two years? I mean, I, I get it; it's business now, it's negotiations. But this is exactly what Sam Darnold was um, going on with with his contract. And guess what? Sam Darnold got no offset language. So I think yeah. Sam Darnold set out three practices. So because of yeah. that, the Jets are like, all right, no offset language. So. Zach Wilson's thinking, okay, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields don't have it. Sam Darnold a couple of years ago sat out. They got no offset language. So, I mean, so it's just – I see it from both sides, man. I get it, Joe Douglas. Yeah. You're, you're the guru GM here. But I think you just need to let this one go. You're pissing off a lot of Jets fans. And, I, I, you yeah, know, sure. I, I know how agents are, man. I know how agents are. But guess what? I, I, Joe Douglas is, is the guy responsible for this. You know, it ain't the agent. It ain't Zach Wilson. This is Joe Douglas here. So I think Joe Douglas is going to say, okay, we'll give him a practice or two. If something doesn't get – he's in a cave. I think that's – I don't think he wants to, mm. but this this isn't going to go – I'll be surprised if it goes more than missing three practices. But that's kind of what is going on here. We all know he's getting four years, $35.1 million, $22 million signing bonus. 
It's the structure yeah. of the amount of money and the insurance if we if he is not no longer with the team during the full contract. So what would you yeah. do? I mean, to put, put yourself in Joe's shoes. Yeah. I mean, would you just say, screw it and no offset language? Or, uh, yeah, yeah, what would you do? Yeah, let, yeah, no offset language because, I, like you said as well, yeah. we, we've been talking about this all night. I think that's eventually what happens or he's not going to sign. And then we're going to be sitting here for, you know, God knows how long, waiting for this kid to come into camp, and then guess what? You're affecting your football team. And he's, you know, who knows? I'm not. I hope he doesn't hold out during the season or this plays out that long. But what, where else do you go? Because you set yourself up because you don't have an adequate backup quarterback. We talked about that all off season. Who are you going to go to? James Morgan? Poop. Who else? White? Poop. Both of those guys are terrible. Well, actually, neither one of them have you seen really do anything, so they haven't even been out there. So what exactly are you going to get? It's like, listen, so you understand, I, and I understand that. You understand Zach Wilson, right? Yeah. No, I get it, and I understand the situation. But it's like, you know, if, if this is on and, – and, again, we talked about it tonight. I talked about the offset language and things. Look, I, I get it, and I said it earlier. Joe Douglas, phenomenal general manager. Dude, do whatever it takes to get this guy in the building. Because he's slotted, like you said as well. He's slotted to make a certain amount of money, Okay. It's not like guys in the past, this is not 1984 or whatever, where, guy, where you're arguing over, you know, 10, 20 you know, million dollars. It's, hey, this is what he's going to get. Just sign the deal and move forward. Because the more time that this kid misses, the more time that he's not out there in practice, the more time that he's not out there building chemistry with this wide receiver core, with this offense as a whole, hell, with this team, because he's a leader of this football team, you know, and he's the face of the football team, he's the face of the franchise, the more time that he's not out there, the more issues that you're going to have because all the things that he needs to know and learn, he's going to learn them on the fly during the season when guys are trying to chase him down and take his head off. And you don't want that. And it's a confidence thing too, knowing that general manager Joe Douglas didn't put offset language. Like, yes, we are committing to you for four years Mm -hmm. guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? That kind of like brings a, uh, uh, you know, a sense of urgency of just like, yes, we want you. You're here. Uh, you know, yeah. we don't need that. You're going to be the quarterback for four or five. You're going to be the quarterback for 10, 15 years. So that that's yeah. kind of the other the other side that Joe Douglas might not be realizing. Like, hey, man, like, let it go. I he, Listen, mm-hmm. he's doing his job. Don't get me wrong. Joe is doing his job. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But I trust in him, and, and guess what? He's there for a reason. He's there. He's there to negotiate the best deal. For the Jets. But in this yeah. point, Joe, let it go, man. And you know what? Now this is going to linger on. And is this going to be like awkward in practice where Zach's going to be like, you know what I'm saying? Now he's going to come into the locker yeah. room and all the guys are like, oh, this guy held out. You know, it already starts at, you know, rumors. And, 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 you know, we don't want that, man. It's already starting. You know, we don't need that. Yeah. Joe's got to be like, put the hammer down, dude. And just put the contract in front of him. No offset language. Give him the four years guaranteed. It's ten million dollars a year. I mean, come on, like let's do it already. Yeah, I mean, what did you like? You like you know, we were talking about earlier. If you wanted, if you did not want to fully commit to this guy, would you take him for? Because Sam Darnold was here, and you decided to move on from him, and you drafted this guy. You chose him. You know, out of the guys you could have had, Justin Fields was on the board. There are other guys on the board as well. And you took this guy. So if you're not willing to fully commit to him, then what is he there for? So, 
listen, I, I hear your takes there, and I want to go to the other players on this team too as well because you're already bringing the fire very early. When you look at this offense, man, you look at this wide receiver core, there's been a guy, Denzel Mims, that has a lot of pressure on him, dude, from a lot of people in the fan base. What are your thoughts about him coming into the season, and do you think he'll be able to deliver and really step up within this offense? I hope so, man. I hope so. Every time I call your show, I always bring this up, man. Chase Claypool, he was there. The Jets <laughs> traded back. So I bring it up every time. Okay, so right now, every time. Denzel Mims, he's got a bitter taste. It's a bitter taste in my mouth. Now, you know, a rookie season is a rookie season. We were we were kind of dysfunctional last year. So let's just let's just chalk it up and just say that was like a practice season. He he's got the tools. Don't get me wrong. Denzel Mims has got the tools. But I was wondering, like, okay, well, why out of that all the receivers last year, there was a bunch. There was a lot of really good ones. He was yeah. the last kind of top tier receiver taken. So I'm just I, I always thought like why is that? You know, why why did Denzel Mims fall? You know, why did uh and I'm still trying to understand that. Now obviously last year you kinda of saw a little bit, okay, a little injury, a little inconsistent, but the whole team was inconsistent. So you can't put that on them. Now, um I think uh, Denzel Mims is going to be a high-risk, high-reward. It's either going to be a flop or he's going to be really good, right? You know, I feel like it's, mm-hmm. it's, that's how it's going to be. Either he's going to, he's going to have a season like last year or, um, you know, he's going to be really good. But now I don't see him breaking out, you know, 1,000 yards and all that. we got too many weapons on this team now. I don't see mm-hmm. him kind of coming in being the number, you know, the the number two guy right away. I still think he's – He's on that rookie level, maybe with Elijah Moore. I see Jamison Crowder getting in wow. there. You know, I see I see um I see Corey Davis doing well, but again, Corey Davis has had injury concerns. So, you know, I could see Corey missing a couple games and, and Denzel Mim flashing in a couple games. It all it's all about the chemistry. It all starts in practice, right? Zach Wilson's got yeah. a bunch of these targets now. Um we'll figure out. <laughs> Whenever yeah. he gets in the building, we'll figure it out, like you said, because that, that chemistry needs to be worked out. But I, I was kind of shocked by what you said about maybe Mims not being the number two guy straight away because there are some people that have talked about maybe even Keelan Cole sneaking in and being our number two wide receiver. And I was like, oh, I, I mean, he's a good – you know, he's a solid player, but Mims to me is unbelievable. His catching radius, I think he was misused, misutilized within the offense last year. And we saw flashes, but like you said as well – you know, it's just all about getting him out there and figuring out what he really has because he was so underutilized last year and, you know, put in positions where he really couldn't do anything. There were there were games last year where he literally, the second half, he had no target. <laughs> it was like the game plan was basically to put him on the bench and we never see him again, you know? So what I, what was what was going on in practice? Keelan Cole was yeah. kind of Zach Wilson's guy, right? So it, it all depends yeah. on the game plan. We have so many weapons that – I think the the Jets are going to realize, okay, this game against the Patriots, we are going to rely heavy on a Tevin Coleman. He's got a good he's got a good game plan against this. And guess what? We're going to use Denzel Mims here. We're going to we're going to distract the defense with Crowder and Corey Davis, and we think the matchup with Denzel Mims is going to is going to profit, right? So I think we're going to look at it every game. The next game it could be Jameson Crowder. Okay, Jameson Crowder has a favorable matchup. If this guy is against – so we have the tools now to pick and choose our game plan, 
and, and not just rely on one receiver or a number two receiver. You know, we got five yeah. or six guys out there now where it's like anybody can have a big game. And that, that is going to rely on the coaching staff, not the individual player. Corey Davis is the big money guy, right? But I don't see us like targeting Corey, you know, you know kind of like twice every, every possession. You know, that he's not going to be we, – no, we want him to. But I think the game plan is going to fit where we got a rookie quarterback. He's probably going to rely on his outs, his, his running backs going out into the flats, his tight ends a lot more, mm-hmm. maybe the little slot guy. So um, as far as a guy like Denzel Mintz, he needs kind of an elite quarterback to, be, to have the numbers that we think he's going to have. So at, at this point, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a lot of the guys have even numbers. Maybe one might stand out more than the other, but it's going to be game-specific. So we got so many yeah. weapons now, and again, it's going to go by practice. You see, Keelan Cole, man, he was like, I man, he he showed a lot of highlights in there. Elijah Moore too. So I, I really didn't hear yeah. a lot about Denzel Mims. Like, don't get me wrong, he's got the tools, but I think he's just a, a chess piece in this game, you know. And he's he's going to be, uh, like I said, he's going to have favorable matchups in certain games. So it all depends on who gets yeah. a favorable matchup, and that relies on the coaching staff, man. Yeah, and you're bringing up a great point. And when you talk about the coaching staff and you talk about the scheme, that's what, another thing that I always talk about, uh, talk with people about as well. When I when I speak to Jets fans about, you know, all the numbers that they're thinking that everyone's going to have. Like you said, you know, everyone's saying, hey, Mims is going to get over a thousand yards, and Elijah Moore is he's amazing. He's the some people said he's the best Jets wide receiver that the Jets have ever drafted, and all these things. He's going to have big numbers, and Corey Davis is going to have big numbers. And I always say that, you know. I can see those guys really having solid seasons, but because, like you said, the weapons across the board are so solid, maybe this game they go off, that game they go off. But I think a bigger part of that, too, is I think the implementation of our running game, I think, may not allow wide receivers to have as big numbers as we all think because the running game in this Shanahan scheme is unbelievable. We look at everywhere that this team has been, they run the football hard and heavy. You look at what they did in San Francisco, the Marriott of backs, how many touches, you know, that our backs are going to get. I think it's going to be pretty big, and so that may cut down on the amount of targets that some of our wide receivers may have. You know what I'm saying? Because our running game is working so well and it's so good. When you look at what San Francisco was able to do, they were running, you know, they wanted a better rushing uh, offenses in the league, and they had a myriad of backs out there doing their thing. So that's something that we could see here as well because our running game is going to be so solid this season. You know, with this scheme, we could see maybe our wide receivers not get as many targets every game as we all think that they they could get. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing. you got to trade individual statistics four wins. So yeah, if yeah. Denzel Mims has three catches, 40 yards, but he has a big touchdown late in the game, that's good enough for me, man. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Same thing with Corey Davis. Yeah. If he has four catches, 52 yards, but two big touchdowns in the red zone, like that's what we're going to see this year. I think that's kind of how it's going to play out. We're going to see maybe a, a couple receptions, 50, 60 yards, maybe a big touchdown. And that's what we want from these guys at this point. We don't need a 1,000-yard receiver, man. We don't need that. That's, it's not, it, that's not team. That's not team playing. That's individual. We're done with that now. I think we have enough players that we can collectively all have a good season and all have big catches on third down, yeah. all have big touchdown catches. You know what I'm saying? So the 1,000 yards, it's a stat, man. I mean, we're not, we're not in that this year. We're worrying about the Ws, man, the wins. Yeah. 
And so, Angelo, listen, you're bringing the fire right now. My next question for you, my friend, is when you look at the defensive side of the ball, what position group battle are you looking forward to the most, man? Like, what what group do you look at on this defensive side of the ball and say, there's a lot of question marks, man. I, I want to see who comes out of the scrum there. Man, you know I always bring the fire, man. Come on. So I called a couple <laughs> days ago and you asked me this. And and really, it's every position, man. I, you know, I, mm. I look at it, man. C.J. Mosley, I want to see him get in there and, and fight, be the leader. <clears throat> so our linebackers are kind of – you know, it's, it's going to be a whole new crew. So I want to see them kind of get together and play. Defensive line is all new. Corners are all new. Safeties are new. Now, the thing is with the safeties, we got to be careful with Marcus May because I don't, I don't, think, I don't think Joe's going to put the money on the line. I, I feel like from Joe's standpoint, it's a new system. Yes, Marcus is like, you know, the leader of the defense. He's, you know, a long-tenured player. But is it really worth it to give him that extension now? I mean, I, I, get, Mar- I get Marcus May, but I, I don't think that happens, man. I really don't think that happens. And I hope he has a great year and we have to pay him a bunch next year. But um, that safety position with LaMarcus Joyner now um, and Marcus May, that's something to, to keep yeah. around because if, if, if you know, Joe, Joe doesn't pay Marcus and he, and he comes out and he plays ball, we're going to have to pay him. Or it, it, Jets fans are going to be pretty pissed off that we didn't pay him and now we, he's going to sign with another team. So that safety well, position – yeah. go ahead. Yeah, yeah, well, that again, and you're bringing up a great point, but that, in my mind, puts pressure on Ashton Davis. Because, like you yeah, just I was said, say, if I Marcus was May, say if, man, listen, <laughs> if Marcus May comes out was, and plays well, okay, and, and, and does what I think he could do, everyone knows I'm a big May guy. I talk about him constantly. We saw him play pretty well last season, team MVP, a leader, all those things. We saw him have impact out there on the field. If Joe Douglas does not want to sign him to a solid deal, and again, long-term deal for him. Again, I know he's up in age. He's, you know, he's. Uh, I think he's like 28 or something like that. 28-year-old safety. It doesn't mean you have to sign him for the next six years and give him 100 million dollars. No, give him a solid, maybe you know, three, maybe four-year deal where option out on the last fourth or something, or on a four-year or something like that. Would you pay him decently? I think that that's more of a, along the lines of what you can get away with when you when you're trying to bring in Marcus May. But if you do not sign him to a deal, which we didn't. Now we got to wait till next offseason, and he goes off and has a big season this year again in Sulla's defense, where we've seen safeties have success, and we all know that Marcus May has a crazy skill set, right? Very versatile. If he goes off, then what do you do? Because if you don't sign, yeah. if we didn't sign him this year. Were well, you going to try to franchise him again next year? You're going to be paying quite a bit, and if you don't. Well, then, hey, the number's going to be up because he's going to go off. And if you decide to just walk away from him, Ashton Davis better be ready, man. Because if he's not ready, you're pretty much trying to figure out the safety position yet again. Yes, but but I agree with Joe Douglas. I, I, I you know I can see him sitting down with Marcus May and telling him like, hey man, we got a new head coach, new, de- new defensive coordinator. Let's see how you fit in the system, man. Let's just play one year. And you know what, man? We're going to pay you. We're going to pay you if you play well, and that's it, if it all goes well. But it goes back to the mm-hmm. other thing. It's like, man, you know, he's he's our guy. He's our captain. So just give him the money. It's a dude. It's tough <laughs> being the GM. And I'll tell you what, man, yeah. that, that the safeties and the corners are something very interesting. And there's a lot of new guys in there. 
And um, we kind of, you know, obviously the whole defense is all new, right? You're going to see the defensive line, but I feel like defensive line is going to be pretty solid. It's going to be fun to watch, right? It's going to be fun to watch the battles yeah. and who gets in there, who rotates. Um, linebackers led by C.J. Mosley. It's going to be interesting to see who gets that weak side spot, right? It's going to probably going to be rotate a couple of rookies and crack Cashman. Hopefully he stays healthy. The corners. You know, you got Bryce Hall, bless Austin. I, you know, I, I think I think with our first round draft pick next year, we we got to get a stud corner. You know, we got to get we got to get a corner one of those first two picks. But it's going to be interesting well, to see listen, how. Go ahead. Yeah, listen, I, that's where I wanted to go with you next because I, I know you said, hey, next year we should be looking for a stud corner. But there's some Jets fans out there that are saying, hey, look, we need to make a trade for a guy that's out there. In my mind, I think we should be. Probably targeting a pass rusher, but I want to get your thoughts on this. There's some Jets fans saying, hey, we need to target Chandler Jones. We need a pass rusher right now. What are your thoughts about the idea of the New York Jets trade for Chandler Jones? Is that something that you want to see, man? See, it's nice, right? You'd want that, but I don't think we're in the position to do that right now. We don't know if we're going to be a great team. You know, we're full of potential. So if you know you're going to be a great – if you're coming off last year – a playoff team where we made the AFC championship game and we're that close. Yes. You know, you got to get them. But at this point we got the players. Plus I think we got to give Jabari Zuniga another shot. And listen, I'm a Florida Gator man, but I, you know, I always have high hope for our draft picks, but you know, I don't think he's going to be a Chandler Jones, you know, I don't know, but I think we got enough depth on that defensive line now. And I think at this point we drafted Zuniga, I think with a third or fourth round pick last year, you at least have to give mm-hmm. him a shot. And um, yeah. same thing with Cam Clark, you know, you got to give him a shot. But um, And it was interesting to see us sign Morgan Moses for a one-year deal because, you know, usually those kind of one-year deals on, on really good players like that are playoff teams. So, uh, you know, I think the Jets see something. Hey, man, if we get Morgan Moses, we have something here. Like, this is kind of the guy we need. But, but then again, what happens next year? You know, so maybe at the first round next year, do we get a corner and then – you know, I don't know if we resign Morgan Moses or if we let Fant go or whatever it is, but or do you get a right tackle in the draft? So, um, yeah, the whole Chandler Jones, we can't do that, man. I think we're done. I don't think we're we're a trade. We're not a trade team right now. Maybe during the season, yeah. let's say during the season, you know, we're off to a good start. You know, we're probably seven and two, hopefully seven and three. That's pro- probably not going to happen. But if we're at that point. Yes, like let, let's get some other, you know, let, let's see what we can get, you know, out there. But at this point, we're we're playing with what we got, and um, and I'm excited, man. Like I said, that backfield in the running game, we got a lot of pieces there, and um, I think it's really going to come into play next season and see where yeah. um, where the guys fit because we got a lot of guys in a lot of positions, yeah, a lot of corners, yeah. right, a lot of uh, defense yeah. alignment, a couple safeties, you know, a lot of running backs. Um, so a lot of offensive linemen now. So at, at this point, like, what what players are we going to retain for next year? What players are going to prove themselves this year to get that next contract? That's going to be interesting, yep. and that's what goes on with the position battles. But at this point, dude, Chandler Jones is nice, but wh- where are we going to put him? I mean, we've got so many players there already. Let's just uh, – Let's go with what we got, and uh, I'm confident that we're gonna we're gonna have a great season, man. I, I feel like I feel pretty good. It's gonna be very uh, entertaining to watch the Jets this year, man. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I'm right there with you. And my final question for you is, man, because you're talking about all the guys that we got. What is a player that you feel like a lot of people are sleeping on that you think is going to be able to have a big time impact? Give me one guy, man. 
Man, I think it's got to be Sherwood or Nazel Dean, those weak side linebackers. Okay. Because that's the need. Because okay. that's the need. That's what we need, yeah. right? We need that. That's the only spot, right, that we're kind of like, okay, well, we need a guy right here. Cashman, injury prone. Now, let's – hey, we can throw Cashman in the mix too because he's mm. actually really good. I like Cashman. He just can't stay healthy. So, man, what nope. if Cashman has a breakout season and he's healthy the whole – you know, like he, he plays his potential. So, mm-hmm. whoever is that weak side, that weak side linebacker spot, and um, I'm hoping it's Cashman, man. I, I hope he just stays healthy. But at this point, I, I see a Sherwood, man. I like Sherwood, Nigel Dean. Those guys look really good in college, and we got them at good values in the draft. I think one of those two – okay, so looking that Cashman will probably be hurt. Hopefully not. We want Cashman to play the full season and, and play well, right? That's, that's what we want. But I feel like yep. Nigel Dean or Sherwood is going to come in and they're going to play well. Those are two guys to watch. And then, obviously, the tight end position because we're not really settled mm-hmm. there either, right? So, um, yeah, no. you know, I know you, you, you're big on the Uboa, right, man? You love that guy. Yeah. And uh, we got him. Dude, I can't pay. So, yeah. that, that's another guy to watch, too, because if, if he can play to his potential, but he was undrafted for a reason. Now, let, let's not, you know, we got him, yes, but he was undrafted for a reason. So, let's watch that tight end spot. Let's watch that weak side linebacker spot. Those are the two where we're, we have to see a breakout player there. And if it's Yeboah, yeah. uh, Griffin, you know, or, or uh, Herndon, you know, watch out for Herndon. You know, everybody's kind of like forgetting about him. But he was another mm-hmm. guy. I think you could throw Herndon and Cashman in the same category. Those two guys yeah. need to produce. Or yeah. we got guys behind you that are going to take your spot. So let's watch the linebacker, or let's watch the weak side linebacker. Let's watch the tight end this season. Those are those are the positions that we need to figure out right now. Listen, Angelo, you brought the fire tonight. Get this man a Come hand, on, man. man. Come on. Man. Yeah, we're giving you a hand tonight, Angelo. You brought the heat, man. You brought the heat. Come on. I ain't going to lie to you. That's it. I'm just speaking the truth, man. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. You have yourself a good night, man. All right, y'all. Talk to you soon, man. See you. Absolutely. You have a good one. Listen, Angelo calling in with fire, man. Place was melting down, man. It was melting down. Came in, broke down what he had to say about Joe Douglas. I, you know, I love the takes, man. I love going back and forth to people. Salutes to Angelo again. I want to thank him for calling in. He had a great call tonight. So, listen, man, lots of talk about training camp again right around that corner. It's here, actually. Uh, we'll see what's going on as the week continues to go out. I'm just hoping that Zach Wilson, you know, is it, signed. Please, please make it happen tonight or – can we get it done by tomorrow? I don't want to see this continue to linger. I don't want to see him miss more practices. I don't want to see that at all. You know, we got a lot of people out there, you know, reporting. Everybody's reported except for him. <laughs> Everybody's out there except for him. He's the only guy, you know, missing. Like, come on. We need to get it going here. Um, you know, you look at the offensive side of the ball. I know a lot of people, we've had a lot of discussions tonight about players that, you know, we're looking at right now saying, hey, who could end up losing their starting spot? Listen, there's a couple guys. 
Um, I look at the tight end position. I hey, Chris Herndon, man, it's your time, bro. If you don't step up, then you're going to get stepped out. <laughs> For real. There's so many guys at that position group that can put on from Yaboa to, you know, to Griffin to all the guys we have there across. If you're not ready to go, you're going to be out of here. That right guard position is up and uh, open for for uh, for another player as well. You look at the right guard position, Van Roten, Lewis. Those guys, those guys are terrible. Those guys are completely terrible. I could see Cam Clark stepping in there and taking that spot and making it his own. I really, really could. Uh, also, look at our running back position as well. And I'm wondering when you look at that position group battle. Woo! There's some there's some fighting to be had. Tevin Coleman is there. You know, P. Ryan, we'll see. A lot of people saying P. Ryan's the, the guy that's on the outs, Michael Carter. We just drafted him. He's phenomenal. You look at Ty Johnson. We're all excited about him. That, that, that is going to be a battle. That's going to be a fight. You go over to the defensive side of the ball, there's some questions there. We talked about that linebacker spot as well, that weak side linebacker. Hey, Cashman, are you going to be the guy that's going to step up? If you do step up, hey, are you going to be healthy? That's the biggest thing with him. You know, you can be as good as you like, but if you're never on the field, you're out of here. You know what I'm saying? And, I, again, Nez, like you, like uh, Angelo talked about as well, Nezzardine, I could see it. Sherwood, I could see those guys stepping up and taking that position. You know, there's guys as well. You know, other cornerback position too. A lot of question marks there as well. Bless Austin, shaky, baby, very shaky, <laughs> very shaky. We got to see what happens to him. Bryce Hall, I'm excited about. And after that, there's a lot of question marks. I know a lot of people were talking about Stephen Nelson and Brian Poole. Those guys have gone elsewhere. They signed. So we've got who we've got. We've got to figure out what's going to happen there. Isaiah Dunn could end up being a guy that really makes his, makes his rounds and could really maybe fight his way up the roster and possibly challenge, you know, to be a starter. He could be. He could challenge to be that, man. I could absolutely see that because the door is so wide open there at corner. Big time question mark. So I want to thank everybody that called in tonight. Man, phenomenal show. So much fire. So much passion. We're, we're in camp. We're going. We're trying to figure out what's going on with this team. And, again, man, I just want to see this team, okay, after we figure out all the things we've got to figure out, Zach is signed and players are doing what they got to do and we're getting ready. I just want to see us go into camp healthy and come out of camp healthy. Please, please, can we do that? Please. Here we go. Please don't. Please don't get a big-time injury during camp. Please. No, I don't want to see any of our players missing when it's time to start this season. I want to see us ready to go at full strength. I really want to see that. So I am I am hoping and praying that we stay fully healthy. Okay, that's what I want to see. So I'm going to close out the show. Salute to everybody, man. Such a great, great, great show tonight. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. Love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, that's YoungJ000. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. Okay? USC, fight on. All right? We got a hell of a guard. Okay? Great trade, Joe Douglas. We got a great guard in the building. All right? And he's going to be barreling through people next season. All right? Just run left. Any questions about what we're doing offensively, there shouldn't be a question. Just run left, all right? 
So he'll be down there. I'll be down there. We'll troll you. We'll go back and forth. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Please subscribe. If you want to troll me on there as well, no issues. Hit me in the comments. I'll troll you right back. Again, please subscribe to the channel if you have not. Please turn on your notifications once you subscribe. And give my videos a thumbs up as well. Also, share the stream. You know, I love, again, going back and forth with everybody. I love getting feedback about my content. And as always, people, when I see you in person, because eventually I will see you in person, all right, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. They will always remain free, all right? I want to thank you folks for watching and listening. Without you people, I am absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to listen and watch the show, all right? I truly appreciate it. I want to thank Mateen Commit for coming on from the San Francisco Jets Fan Club. Salute to him. Everybody, please get involved with everything that they're doing out in San Francisco. That's a great group. So you folks have a good one. Peace. Yeah.